Quiet on the set. Action. Hello, and welcome to the Movie Machine Podcast, where we invent a brand new spanking movie for you based on a random front from the internet. I'm joined by three members of the Hollywood elite. Jacob Gulliver, our writer, who is the trainer on A Dog's Purpose. Uh, For legal reasons, no, no, I was not. Kyle Decker, who is the dog purchaser on A Dog's Purpose. I don't know what you're talking about. I, I don't like dogs. I've never met a dog. And Darwin Hall, our producer, whose work actually created a petition for the Razzies to add a producer category. Yeah, yeah, it's a very important cause to me. I, uh, I think it's important to punish those who are bad at our art form. Right. So your prompt is, the theme of the story, a satirical conflict. The main character, a hateful actor. The major event of the story, resignation. Okay. So, this is an idea that I think could be pretty interesting, and it's something that I'd really like to explore with you guys. Given that I have never, I repeat, never worked in Hollywood before on any type of film involving animals or otherwise, this movie is going to be about an actor and a a writer who is trying to come up with this play version chronicling the, the last days of Abraham Lincoln and his assassination. So... He's trying to come up with this idea, and it turns out he's a pretty terrible writer, but he wants to do this show about those last days, and he's trying to um, find other people who help him, other writers, other actors who will you know, jump in on this project, and it doesn't sound like that many people are really interested in it, so he's having a, kind of a tough time figuring out how to do that. We're going to call our actor Jeffrey. Jeffrey is, has been in the theater a long time. He's been been trying to basically be a professional actor for about 20 25 years he still works as a, a waiter as you know part of the time to pay the bills and he's, he's feeling very frustrated at that so this is kind of like his midlife crisis moment where he's trying to make this thing happen and it's it's just not working for him so he eventually finds like a benefactor there's a local art gallery owner we're gonna call her I'll call her Alyssa and Alyssa has uh, a little bit of money from last art showing that she did, and she says, okay, you know what, we've been friends a long time, I'll go in on this. Jeffrey kind of has a meltdown once he starts using the money on things, and she she pulls out after they, you know, they kind of get started because she sees that he's he's not stable enough to pull this off. So it becomes this kind of, like, battle between them where he's trying to make do with half of what he was promised, and he's trying to get people to help him out. Uh, in making this thing happen, and at at one point he you know is deciding that he's going to be both Abraham Lincoln and uh, Mary Todd Lincoln in the play, and it just it doesn't really work. But so we we kind of see. I want to kind of experience this film through the other characters who are watching. So like, it'd be kind of a little different than some of the other movies that we're we're seeing. Where Jeffrey's the main character, but we're watching his life unfold from the perspectives of the other people that he interacts with. So we'll, we'll get introduced to each character and we'll see a little bit about them, see how their lives are shaped before they interact with Jeffrey. And then as things go on, it will slowly be kind of this like meltdown where they tried to like save him and, and keep him. <clears throat> um, and he finally gets this done. It's just not the best performance, but 
it's okay. You know, people, it was, it's better than people thought. And, you know, a couple of reviewers said they're going to give him a good review. But it turns out the, the end, he actually replaces the, the prop gun with a real gun and commits suicide at the end by getting, getting shot as Abraham Lincoln. So Damn. only one performance ever of this, this thing. And do you have a title? Uh, this is going to be Last Days of Lincoln. Okay. So, we have the script for The Last Days of Lincoln. Or, I'm sorry, Last Days of Lincoln. Give me The Last Days of Lincoln, that's fine. I'll, All right. I'll leave that up to the director. So, uh, director, you'll need to make that call as well. And, uh, so, Kyle, what are you going to do with Last Days of Lincoln slash The Last Days of Lincoln? Sure. So, I like this. Uh, seemed very much like a comedy. This is how I was envisioning it most of the time. I was taking notes until that really dark end. So I still think I wouldn't mind playing up the comedy of this guy kind of losing his touch and losing his grip on reality that leads him to the suicide. So I think I want to make this a dark comedy. So for my cast, I'm going to cast Christopher Guest as our lead. And then the, the art gallery mm-hmm. owner that helps her is going to be played by Catherine O'Hara, who you might also know from as the mom from Home Alone, but also a long Christopher Guestian actor, very good at improv and unscripted stuff and everything. So that also, seeing those two actors will fool our audience into thinking that it's more of a spoof with those two. But Christopher Guest has proven he's got some real legitimate, they both have some legitimate dramatic chops as well. And then, uh, we're going to uh, have him do his play and everything, and then we're just going to use for like the rest of the cast. He surrounds himself. We use career character actors. Like I want this a lot of it to be filmed. I don't plainly is not the word I want to use, but I want I Without want wide and circumstances. Yeah, I want wide shots of the stage during rehearsals where the, we're just using the lights from the stage and maybe some of the house lights in the back. You know, I don't want to do big, complicated. I, I want it to be like we're observing an actor putting together a stage play slowly losing his mind so i don't want you know i want you know we'll switch from a camera angle to the dressing room and then out to the stage nothing no dutch angles nothing crazy straightforward clean crisp camera work with mo- and natural lighting like whatever the lighting the environment we're in wherever we can get it you know nothing too crazy or anything and then a lot of moments of him in his crappy apartment writing the script just kind of having his breakdowns and everything, having phone calls with bill collectors and various things, you know, that kind of stuff. Have that all kind of taken care of. And then uh, we need, like, we'll use a bunch of actual career character actors for for various things. I want to, like, I want the actor who plays John Wilkes Booth, who's going to accidentally kill this man, instead of a suicide, I want to create more interactions with them. So when... The, it happens at the end. It has some real impact. I just don't want it to be this guy. We barely know him, and then he gets killed. So I'm going to have da- David Patrick Kelly play John Wilkes Booth. He's a career character actor. You mostly recently see, saw him in John Wick as the guy, the cleanup guy, who came in and would tip his hat and take the gold coins and clean up the bodies. But he was also in The Crow and The Warriors. He's just a good career character actor. And he could really just play that career, like, community actor, like, who's just there. He he wants a chance to have a role to play John Wilkes Booth. It's a meaty role. He's only ever done community. I, I think that David Patrick Kelly can really pull that off. So uh, all right. And, so so um, yeah. So Christopher Guest, Catherine O'Hara, David Patrick Kelly. Okay. And the big big question though, is it the last days of Lincoln or last days of Lincoln? We'll put the last days of Lincoln. Okay, bold choice. Alright, so we have Last Days of Lincoln. Our producer here. 
you now can look over what's being done and offer your opinion. So it sounds like to me, you know, we got a really... This project has a lot of levels. You know, you, you've got the basic struggle against mental illness that, you know, I think is a story that needs to be told. And you, you've got, you know, trying to run a business with your friends that, you know, can get kind of tricky. I, I, you know, then below that, you got... You got the Lincoln story, which everybody knows, but, you know, everybody loves. See, they always love to hear the same story over and over again. Uh, look at all these superhero reboots. You know, so I, I think what I what I like about the pitch I heard from you, Kyle, sounded very budget. You know, we, we're using natural lightings. We, we don't need that many cameras. None of the actors yeah. are expensive. None of the, yeah, all these actors, uh, you could practically do them as a package deal. Um, you know, really not that expensive. So I like that. You know, because this really feels like a movie we could throw, say, three to five at, you know, and get it done, uh, you know, kind of garage-style-esque. Uh, I will say, I, I think you need a bit more more to do, maybe a love triangle between John Wilkes Booth and the guy that plays uh, Lincoln and the woman who runs the gallery. You know, I know that's, that's kind of more a note for you, but, you know, I, I just think you can up the drama just a little bit. You know, keep it, keep it fun, keep it indie, you know, but just something to... Keep the, you know, keep the ladies involved, you know, when they're in the theater, you know, um, just give them something to look at. What do you think? Does that sound agreeable? I mean, sure. I, I'll, I'll see if I can work something like yeah, that. Yeah, you know, not, it doesn't need to be like the overarching thing. Yeah, absolutely. You know, it just, I, I, I think, again, we need a bit more impact with that moment. I mean, we're killing a man. We, like, who wants to die? Right. And making his friend kill him. I, well, I don't know what you need by more. I just think it's just something to keep keep the characters involved more from the beginning, you know? Um, and again, not, not a huge plot point. You know, I think still the main conflict is between Lincoln and uh, the woman running the, the gallery. I think that's definitely the case. Mm-hmm. Um, but just so that, you know, give it a bit more going on. But yeah, I mean, other than that, I, I, I think you guys have a great plan, great script. You know, I, I think this one, to the degree it needs to, sells itself to sort of the indie hipster crowd. I think they'll really dig it. Yeah, I'd say good work, gentlemen. All right. So, Jacob, production has begun on Last Days of Lincoln, and things are moving. The Last Days of Lincoln. We added the the. Okay. The the is there. Got it. So, now that the gears are turning, how are you going to... Little changes, little alterations? Yeah, you know, I've I've sat down with the actors, and I've seen some of the the spaces that we're going to be working with. I think we've we've come to some good ideas about how to kind of add to the story. Make, make it a little bit more defined, kind of like get to know each of the characters a little bit more. So I think the, the beginning of the movie is going to be the closing night for Jeffrey's last play, which will be a production of Oklahoma where he's one of like the background townspeople and he's just feeling very like, you know, underwhelmed. He's at the cast party and he's just down and like not really feeling it. Like, you know, I've dedicated, you know, this amount of time in my life to trying to do this and it's, it's not there. So we kind of see that, like, resentment building in him. And the, the next night he goes, um, after his, his waiter shift, to go to the, the gallery opening where Alyssa is. And we, we find out that he and Alyssa are, like, these old friends. And they've, you know, known each other since they, they went to school together. They went to college together. And she's become this, like, successful gallery owner. And he's still, like, struggling. And she's kind of encouraging him to, like, go back and, like, you know, live your dreams, man. Go back, you know, find out what it was that made you want to do this. So he comes up with this idea and she says, great, let me give you some money. And then things, like, begin to go off the rails and just get all kinds of messed up. I think we can really sell the kind of, like, tragic dark comedy thing 
we can we can blend like the best comedic elements that we can get from Christopher Guests and the rest of the the character actors in this piece, and the then we can also sell like you know this is a really tough time for this guy, and you know figure watching his his downfall is something that we can all learn from, <clears throat> figure out how to you know approach situations like that in our, our real life in a better way than he was able to but you know, acknowledge that, that is something that does happen every once in a while in terms of like the the romance aspect i did kind of come up with an idea for for something for that i think there should be two sisters who are like up and coming actors who are trying to audition for the role of mary todd lincoln and they're they're both they both want the same part kind of a meaty part and one of the sisters you know is is, you know, trying to convince Jeffrey, like, oh, I'll, I'll sleep with you if you give me this part. You know, I haven't had any big works yet, but this is going to be a really big production and I want to do it. And then he kind of, like, says he'll do it, but then finds out that she's, like, very manipulative and is like, ah, oh, this is going to be bad news. So he he hires her and then fires her right away. And the other sister wants to do the, the Mary Todd role, but it turns out she's not that great of an actress. So, like, he, he has her in that role for a day or two and then he uh, re- reverses the uh, the decision to do that. So I think it's going to be kind of like a, an interesting way to, to look at the acting community and like how politics sometimes plays in in that sense. Okay. So Kyle, you know it's your turn in the rules, so go ahead. There, there, we don't have rules. So I, I'm not going to make too many changes like I, I like this Chris Queen film style we have. Like the fact our locations are pretty much just like a coffee shop, coffee shop slash restaurant where the guy works, his apartment, an art gallery, and the theater. That's all we need. Like we can literally film it all within two blocks of New York City or Chicago or Toronto or whatever, Vancouver, wherever we're at. As far as using and keep, I like this idea of keeping budget down. Since we're going to use actors from the acting community and all who are kind of thirsty for roles, let's recruit from the local acting community or whatever city we film in like let's host open auditions let's advertise in the local theater community and see who we can get to play the sisters and all of the other actors and everything let's keep our only named actors you let people know Christopher Guest Catherine O'Hara and our other guy whose name I forgot for the moment Uh, (laughs) character actor guy Um, it was David Kelly yeah yeah. so David Kelly Let's just keep it them so we can keep the budget tight and we can actually, you know, give these local actors a decent, you know, paying gig that has, you know, a good solid day rate and everything, something to build their resume and really, like, pull into that spirit that the writers put into the script, like, pulling from the local theater. Some of that desperation, some of that energy to still, it's art for art's sake instead of art for a paycheck or art for fame. Let's, let's you know, inject that spirit into there and let these local actors have fun with it. Like, I, you know, wherever we decide to film, like, we could do New York City because, you know, that's what everyone's saying is it could be expensive, but Vancouver apparently looks like every other big city in the world and that's why people film there and Canada gives lots of breaks. And plus, I think weed's legal, so let's film in Vancouver now that I think about it. I'm just, you know, I'm just saying I need stuff to do when we're... Things on set. You got a lot of downtime. Yeah, director and, big yeah, exactly. I, I do want. I like. I like how that we open with like the last night of a play that the actor's in. He has that crisis of faith or that crisis of what he's doing in his life. 
the same time, I want so when they do the play, the the Lincoln play, I want the it to be opening night where he gets killed, and I want the the show to go amazing, and the audience is just eating it up and everything. I, this is where we're gonna throw in the real tragedy and all. And he realizes that he's written something good, you know, and like during intermission, uh, an agent or something from you know a big, you know, hey, I really love this play. I would like to purchase your play and you know perform it in multiple cities. This is amazing. So he's finally made it big so at the last minute he's been planning his magnificent suicide in front of audience all along so in the last minute he changes the you know he he goes no i'm not gonna have my friend kill me and he gets rid of the the real gun but then there's a, a mix-up and the real tragedy is the friend does grab the real gun and kills his friend while the whole audience has you know is cheering and everything and love you know and they think it's a grand indian and the tragedy is he's dead even though he's sold his play and his life was looking up. So, Darwin, you got the chance now. Yeah, we uh, uh, got a real downer of an ending there. I, I, I like it. Don't get me wrong. Just, I mean, have you seen many indie movies? Yeah, I know. I, I, I didn't say it was a bad thing. I just said, let's, yeah. let's, let's trick people into it. Let's, uh, let's give them a real sense of security. Because I like this. I like the using local actors. You know, not just because they're cheap, but yeah, to give back to sort of the struggling actor that, you know, is out there trying to make a living off it. What if... I'm not saying we actually kill the guy. That's uh, that's that's not what I'm saying. Yeah, I, don't I want to preface that. Yes, he's I don't a natural exactly, exactly. I don't... I'm prefacing I want mascots that. too, dude. I don't want that. I mean, we all want that. Let's be real. Um, but <laughs> what I'm saying is, what if we, the rest of it, did the show? And that's how we shot those shots. Get, you know, people... I like the idea of shooting in Vancouver. You know, you got a good thing going there. But, you know, get audiences from Vancouver in. That's when you shoot it so that you've got a real, like... Sort of like when they used to shoot sitcoms in front of a live studio audience. You know, like, just get random folks off the street. I think that would be a really cool... It would be an interesting thing. We could get people to, you know, share it on social media. That, oh, I'm here watching this thing happen with Christopher Guest. You know, they, they're going to think it's Mascots 2. Maybe we tell them it's Mascots 2, but it's not Mascots 2. Um, Wouldn't we just, that spoil the ending, though? Like, before the movie hits the theater? Sign NDAs. It's easy. You, you get you can get people to sign anything. Just you give them a free chair to sit in for a couple hours. It's great. That is all that's necessary to put a roof over your head is a chair. So. Yeah. Exactly. Makes sense. Yeah. You know, you give, you give people a night, they'll, they'll, they'll chill. And really, I mean, if we're doing this minimalistic editing, how long of a lead time do we really need? You know, like, how long does it take to shoot? We could probably already have everything figured out. You know? Somewhere there's an editor planning his own suicide. <laughs> yeah. I'm not saying he wouldn't need to work him hard, but, you know. hand him the wrong editing reel and it will be explosive. <laughs> I, think, I think it would work out. I think we've got a really good plan here. You know, and I'm not saying we're going to give the guy, like, a week to cut together the movie or anything. Sure. But, you know, my point is... It's not like we gotta put the audience under house arrest or anything like that, like because they got computers, they'd be able to tell people anyway. So, but yeah, I just think that's a really interesting marketing thing. I think we get some good press off of that. And yeah, let's let's be real careful not to shoot Christopher Guest in the head. Man is a man, national treasure. I uh, I hate to see that go the other way. That'd be a real shame. All right, so I will put this into the movie machine. Pull the lever, which is the sound of. Uh, theater applauding and then gasping in horror and um good luck when that sounds like just keep making it harder on me every week <laughs> I mean it doesn't have I to try to keep mine simple it doesn't have to be gasping so yeah you're throw Wilhelm scream in there while you're as, <laughs> as indie movies go this movie does pretty well your budget was 5 million you're able to make about 10 a little under 10 
you know, it's pretty niche, but the people who see it, they like it. Christopher Guest fans love it. You know, you get some Oscar buzz. It's not able to get in the lining, but um, you'd get get in the list that goes before the list. So you get on the snubbed list. Exactly. Snubbed always good yeah. people go watch it on Netflix. Exactly. And you do get on Netflix. So congratulations for being on Netflix. But yeah, no, um, people think it's a really interesting story. The ending was kind of shocking to people. They didn't think that a movie called The Last Days of Lincoln would end in tragedy, I guess. Or, I'm sorry, The Last Days of Lincoln. So yeah, you do pretty well for the indie movie, for the budget you do. However, you still do have a chance to make some changes to try to make even more money, uh, if that's what you want. And so we're going to start with our writer, Jacob. Yeah, I mean, this this turned out pretty well for the way that it's been, you know, intended to to go. I think I think I'm going to leave the the script as is because I think it's it's right the way that it is now in terms of the the story we're trying to tell. We could make more changes. We could try and cater to more of an audience, but I think it will retain its its artistic integrity in the form that it's in. So I think we should keep it in that place. That said. Once the the license is like you know big enough, like if we get enough people interested in this, I am gonna exploit the hell out of that and make like a novel version and like try and do like a Broadway version of it, do like some fringe show versions of it for various different places around the country, and just like just milk the bastard until it's dry. So I think the we'll maintain artistic integrity, but then we're also gonna milk it. That's kind of my my goal here. All right. Kyle, not much changes to the script itself. Well, I'm, I'm right there with the writer. I think, like, not everything has to have broad appeal to be good. Like, I think we've made a nice little film that makes people think, makes me maybe a little bit depressed, but also lets them enjoy the acting of Christopher Guest and, and others and some great local actors. Probably give some local actors a break in Vancouver, which is really cool. Because of things like Netflix, I'm okay having a film that people find what they didn't watch when it was at theaters at the five city it was in that's fine it's one hey if someone finds it a year and a half on netflix and becomes one of their favorite movies that's a win in my book and then i'm also totally down with the writer to just uh, like like i'm gonna work with the writer we're gonna turn the script into a a, a stage play and we're just gonna sell that all over like every, like you said every every city that has an inspiring theater company that just likes doing sappy dark shit we're gonna sell it to them and take a percentage of their profits you know just like every pretentious local theater group that likes like we don't like doing comedy comedies for let's do something sad we're just gonna sell the shit out of it to those theater companies all over america i'm also working with some groups to translate it into french the french are eating this shit up uh they like depressing things so i mean i think it's fantastic so yeah like the the writers novelizing the film which is excellent you know we'll, we'll get the residuals this film's going to get is just going to be fantastic. It's just going to be, sure, we're not going to make a lot of money at once, but it's just going to be one of those, every, every quarter I get a little check in the mail that covers my, you know, covers my income tax. What's not to like about that? All right. So, Darwin, here you go. Yeah. The last moment. Oh, I I love the, the milking thing. That's, you know, it's right up my alley. I'm glad to hear you want to maintain the artistic integrity of the original, but then just run it into the ground for everything else. I'm a fan. But I, I think you guys are missing out, especially once we get this going around the country, the merchandising that we could do on this thing. Like, like what? <laughs> like the last days of Lincoln lunchbox. Or uh, what was the writer's name again? The, the lead guy. The... 
Jeffrey? Jeffrey. Like a Jeffrey milkshake or something. You know, like you got all these opportunities. <laughs> Full of tears. Yeah, exactly. It's it's like, uh, you know, you take a little bit of grenadine, <laughs> put it in a vanilla milkshake, you know, yeah. So you can find manufacturers to make. Kids, for the amount of money we're going to be running this into the ground for, I can find manufacturers. I mean, we're only going to make like five million off the movie. And yeah, off like, the movie. The movie's the beginning, kid. You gotta these regional theaters, these small community-minded theaters are fucking full of money. You know, they they act like they've got these small budgets, but man, have you seen the lights in these places? The lights are worth at least like what two hundred bucks. Um, and you know they've got the money to rent out these spaces. I think we could really milk those guys for all that money they're socking away, charging ten bucks a pop to see something at a bar. You know, it's it's really. That's where the money is. I think you and I go to the same community theater groups. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I go to the good ones. I, 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 I just, if I you can make it work, if you can make anything work, if you can make the lunchbox scheme work, I'm, I'm. So while they're arguing I'm, about this, yeah. uh, I'm just gonna sneak in and make sure that the documents have my name under the rights, and then I'm just gonna quietly leave both of them in the dust and make all the money go to me. All right. This is some real backstabbing going on here. I like it. It's very Hollywood. So you can call him a regular John Wilkes Booth if you want. <laughs> oh, yeah. So usually, since you didn't change the movie, I wouldn't put it back in the machine. But uh, with these new plans, I'm going to put that back in now. What's it sound like this time? <laughs> God damn it. <laughs> uh, it sounds like three hippos bouncing on a ball falling onto a piano, which is being skateboarded through an amusement park. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if you the listeners at home can just hear a seething look of anger, but if it was possible for that to be put in an audible track. Oh, it's going to throw off an electromagnetic wave. Don't worry, that thing will pick it up. It's, so I'm going to do that. Um, no, God! So, no, God, please, no! Uh, your no. merchandise doesn't necessarily have the mainstream appeal you'd like, but no. <laughs> Uh, some hipsters do buy it and buy it ironically, That's as the market I was counting is on. to be expected. <laughs> I think I'm a um, the problem is that most people who see it just think that they're making lunchboxes about the fact that Lincoln died, <laughs> and um, <laughs> that's kind of controversial. I mean, yeah, one would follow. Right. <laughs> just like give people who use once those they, lunchboxes once they get, their like, two if cents. They get any money out of those like lunchboxes, and I'm going to sue the shit out of them, because I, I put my name on that license. It's mine and mine alone. We'll leave that to the imagination of how that goes. Uh, the play, John Wilkes Booth Gulliver. But uh, the play does pretty well. In fact, over time, people don't remember that the play was based on a movie, or they think that the movie was based on the play. Uh, sort of in Little Orphan Annie situation there. Hmm. The bad news is, 30 years from now, someone takes the... After your rights have expired, Jacob, should have done it for 50 years, rights, but... Um, See, that's why you I assumed I would have killed myself by then. So. Right, exactly. And they do a really crappy film version of it, uh, which kind of ruins it for a while. But at least you have 30 years of paradise until that happens. So um, I think that's the farthest the movie machine has ever looked forward. And we are going to end, as always, with a quote from our patron, St. Guy Fieri. What am I cooking with today? The boss lady. Scary. It doesn't say who am I cooking with today. I like the one you said, frankly. Right. What am I cooking with today? The scary, la- the, the yeah, possibilities that, boggle that make, the mind. That does make more sense. Okay. 
Who am I cooking with today? The boss lady, comma, scary. <laughs> Thank you, everyone. <laughs>